Hello, listeners. This is Seattle Diva, brought to you by NM Entertainment, with your host, Naomi Morgan. Hello, everybody. We are speaking to artists and others who are artistically inclined and going to give you a little insight into the greater Seattle area of what it means to be in entertainment. Enjoy. Hey, listeners. It is Naomi. I am so excited to be here with you this Friday. I am here to talk about something that's a little sensitive if you are an artist. And uh, if you have never dealt with this, you are the luckiest person in the world. Even if you're not an artist, everybody knows what it means and what it feels to be rejected. Oh boy. If you are a um, freestyle hip-hop artist, or if you're a rapper, if you are a stand-up comedian, if you are an actor, if you are a painter, gosh, all of you, my heart is with you. I know that feeling when you get that call or that email, or you don't get any call or email, or re- that rejection letter of, sorry, we're not lo- you're not what we're looking for. You know, we've talked about what producers do need. I'm talking about as an artist, what it means to just not get the part, to just not get, to not get it. It sucks. Like, I'm honestly thinking about it right now, and it makes me kind of want to cry. I've had a mild, mildly successful career, I guess, and plenty of rejections. And I can tell you right now, some of the most successful people in the world can, in any field, really, Everybody gets rejected, and it sucks so bad, and it makes me want to cry thinking about it. You know what also makes me want to cry as a producer is when I have to tell somebody that I can't use them, and I really want to, but I just don't have a spot for them. Man, I remember I was just finishing my first big show at Fifth Avenue Theater. I was doing West Side Story. Uh, not the one that just happened. <laughs> I did the one that was like a hundred years before that. Uh, the fiftieth anniversary. I think it was twenty. I don't remember actually. It was a long time ago. Um, whenever the fifty-year mark was, I did that West Side Story, and um, I was I thought I was on top of the world, and oh my goodness, I have all this opportunity, and I did get work after that. But there was another show that I really, really, really had my heart set on. Um, actually, let's go back a little bit because before I got West Side Story, there was another musical that uh, was also being cast, and it was actually a musical I was more familiar with, and it's called it's the musical Tommy, and it's actually by a band called The Who. If you don't know The Who, you need to get with it because I actually loved that band, and some of you might not know this about me, but my dad is actually a rock star. <laughs> He's amazing, and um, he. Uh, Sometimes I feel like we almost compete for who's the star of the family. He's really talented. He doesn't just sing. He also plays guitar. He doesn't just play guitar. He plays classical and he plays rock guitar and it's really annoying. Okay. My dad's really talented. And the thing about it is I knew the who and I I knew a lot of these songs. And because of that, as, as wonderful as West Side Story is, it's actually one of the greatest musicals of all time, but I was more invested in doing Tommy because I just knew it more. You know, I was already emotionally invested in it. I didn't know anything about West Side Story. 
So I really, really wanted to do it. And it was, I was so new in the business, but I really, really wanted this show. And I felt like I'm going to go in there. I sing rock and roll. I, I know that I can, you know, I, you know who I really wanted to be. Let's talk about it because it was really, really hard. I really wanted to be the acid queen. It was, it's a role. I mean, I love Tina Turner. She's everything, everything, by the way. And, um, I really, really wanted that role so bad. I, I want to cry thinking about how much I still would love to play that role one day if there's ever an opportunity. I did not even, it was precast. So it was precast and the girl who did it was wonderful. Uh, but I wasn't even considered for even an understudy part of it because I was a nobody in town. That's okay. But it kind of, I kind of fell into this weird rejection world because when people see me, I'm five feet tall. I was maybe a hundred pounds and people wanted me to be a stupid ingenue. And I'm not saying the ingenue is stupid, but it's stupid to me because I'm not an ingenue. I'm not the princess who's looking for a prince. I'm just, I've never been that role. It's just not interesting to me. I don't know her, so I can't act that part out. I don't know how to do that. It, it won't be sincere. I'd have to really dig into a character, and then it's going to annoy me, because I'm like, why can't she just get up and do this stuff herself? I've never been able to play that character. But when people first meet me, before they hear me sing, that's who they always want to peg me for. So when I'm called in to actually do something, they call me in for, I don't know, a princess or like the sweet ensemble character and then they hear me and they're like oh that's not okay mm, okay so let's try to put her here and then by then it's like everything else is already cast and this was like an early part i'm not i'm complaining i'm just being a brat right now but um what happened with tommy was they called me in for ensemble and then they heard me sing so they're like okay well why don't we have you come in for mrs walker i'm like 23 ladies and gentlemen. I'm like 23 now. I can't play somebody. I'm 23 and I'm Asian and I'm five feet tall and I'm maybe a hundred pounds. So I knew I was not going to be able to actually be the mom. I really had my heart set on the acid queen, but clearly they were not going to let me even understudy that part. Man, that sucked so bad. And so they called me in for the mom and then clearly I could not be Mrs. Walker, the mom, because I'm way too young and I look too childlike on stage. So then there was no home for me at that point. And my dancing sucks. So it's not like I could be like the queen ensemble of anything. So um, I didn't get shit in that show. That sucked so bad. Um, I got my rejection for that. And then maybe a week later, I got West Side Story, <laughs> which actually was better for my career because... That was the theater that had really kind of um, taken me under their wing and, and they really supported me and wanted me to s succeed. Not that like the the village theater didn't care about me or anything, but they just didn't know me and they nobody was invested in me emotionally where Bill Barry was emotionally invested in me. And, and Ian Eisendrath, hey, shout out. Hope you're well, both of you. Um, so anyways, sometimes rejection will lead to something else that you're meant to do. Uh, sometimes it just sucks and you just cry and then you just keep going or you can quit. Some people, when they get rejected, I think they just quit. Um, I don't know what to say to that. Everybody has their right to do what they want to do. So if you want to quit, I don't judge that. Actually, I understand. I don't think you should quit, but 
I understand. So I'm not even going to try to talk you out of it. Um, something that I do know that rejection can do is it can make you a little bitter. And I know this from some of my other performers that I work with regularly. I'm not actually going to say what performers, but I have some in some of my groups. And it's so interesting because it can, you know, sometimes there are so many talented people and they kind of just can't find a home. Like they can't find their their image. They can't find that character that they really want to portray. And sometimes it sucks when you're like good at everything because then you're like, oh yeah, ensemble because they can sing and act and dance. You know, it, and that's just kind of unfair, isn't it? Because you're like, can I have a shot at an actual role? I really want to dive into a character. I really want to tell a story of somebody specific. And sometimes when you're really good... You just kind of get stuck in ensemble and then there's those people that just don't, they just don't crack in and that sucks so bad. And I want to talk about all kinds of ways that might be helpful, but today let's not even do that. Let's just sit and just be pissed about so many times that that opportunity just goes by for whatever reason. And I am, I am actually a Christian, so I am a woman of faith and I follow Jesus, but a lot of artists, especially in this area, they, they don't. And, and that's just a really hard place. I don't really know how that is dealt with and interpreted, but what whatever that is for you, I, I'm totally with you. And I'm, um, I think we should all just, you know, you know what else too? Let me talk about this because I can't, I can't not give you a sassy moment. You know what I freaking hate? I hate when Someone's rejected, and then some little shit comes behind and is like, oh, guess what I'm doing? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm totally like the lead in everything. Like, Don't rub it in. Be be sensitive. It sucks to be rejected, and maybe you're on a whim in your book and everything, and that's just so wonderful for you. But just know that your time is going to come when you're rejected, and remember that. Remember what that's like. Don't rub it in people's faces. That is just insult to injury. Unless you want to be known for the most popular jerk in town. It's a small town. Always be thoughtful of that. Super rude. The other thing about that to really think about is a lot of times I think people... Gloating. That's the word I was thinking of. When people gloat like that, I know that that comes from a place of insecurity. And I know that's more of like a gut reaction when you're in a room of other people because you feel like you have to compete. Just stay aware of that self-awareness. I talk about self-awareness a lot. Just stay aware of that. If that if that's where that's coming from, that's okay. But just stay aware for people who maybe have got rejected and feel like shit. And they don't want to talk about it. And um, I hope that this was helpful for anyone who wants to be rejected or for who was rejected. I do know that there is a great Instagram. And it's called Not What They're Looking For or Not What We're Looking For. And if you ever get a terrible rejection letter, you can uh, find that on Instagram and she will actually read your rejection letter out loud. And it's actually really funny and quite empowering. And if you can't find it uh, on Instagram, you can go ahead and write us in uh, info at seattlediva.com and I will um, forward your rejection letter to her to read. It's actually a really, really funny Instagram. So I love all of you, except for the people that I don't love. Have a great week and uh, we'll see you next time. 